Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Good morning. Good morning. So the endless question, why am I not seeing or experiencing anything? You told me in the reading that you did for me that I had a lot of the same abilities you do in my ability to see, feel, remote viewing, etc., except that I'm not experiencing a lot of it. Uh, yes, you do. And I see many people that it's very pronounced that they have abilities that they're either experiencing on a marginal level or those are latent, but it's very clear that they're there and mainly what's holding them back are things within their grasp to change so it's not an impossible thing and it's not that they don't have them it's that they are kind of working against themselves and so there are uh, five main things, and uh, we can go over them one, one by one and solve this problem. And the first one is fear. Uh-huh. I can relate to that. We probably can. And I think a lot of people, they'll say, oh, no, I'm not afraid. But think of it this way. You say, okay, I'm not afraid. Then think of if... In your town, say Toto Santos, there was an announcement in the paper that you were the up-and-coming psychic, and how would that feel? Or if you were walking down the street and someone was running, ran up to you with their child and said, you know, I need you to do something because my kid is sick. I think that's not even the, the fear that I would be afraid of. It, for me, it would be more like what's gonna happen if I start seeing things what that kind of things would I see you mean that you might see scary things well and I can almost guarantee that anybody that opens up as a seer are going to see scary things yeah if you want your third eye to be really open the astral has infinite possibilities there's no way you can be prepared to see what is there because no one could possibly think this stuff up. I mean, <laughs> there's so many crazy things out there. And a lot of them are interesting. I mean, for me, I'm like, okay, that's kind of different. You know, I, I can kind of roll with almost anything. And some of them are just plain creepy and weird and strange. Mm -hmm. And when something like that shows up in your bedroom or your living room, I mean, it's one thing to it's one thing to imagine, okay, I'm gonna see something and that idea of seeing something is in I don't know, some faraway place. But most people when they're thinking of seeing there, I, I think they're thinking of Cinderella and her fairy godmother showing up in front of her. Not something with one big eye and a slimy arm slithering right up and putting that eye right on your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've had happen. <laughs> and at the time when that happened to me, I thought, wow, you have no sense of personal space at all, do you? <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't feel like I was threatened any in any way. It was just, this was just some weird 
astral form of something that uh, was curious or or just was going this way and bumped into me hard to know it didn't seem to have any communication it was just there just saw it, it was creepy weird and uh, went on its way yeah so when we're talking about this being like a blockage of not allowing you to you know open your third eye and see things this is more of like an unconscious fear that someone might have or unwillingness I think it's both conscious and unconscious. I think there, I think, like I said, there's some things that you, you've sort of thought about, you know, I wouldn't want that. I mean, if someone announced your family, you're a psychic. No, I don't want to tell them. I don't want it necessarily to be known, but I want to be that. So there's that fear of becoming what you're saying you want to be. Uh And the ramifications of that. I mean, there's some people, I don't know why, but some people think I'm strange. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a few guesses on that. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't feel strange to me. But nonetheless, <laughs> some people have fear of that. They, they don't want their friends, family, and neighborhood to think that they're really weird or out there. But they do want to be a seer. Well, there's not much point in it if it's going to be a big secret or you have to keep it secret and that's going to give you anxiety if you're feeling like you're up against that pressure. So that alone can get you to shut down. Uh You need to get to the point where you have a high level of acceptance of what you're saying. And And then then kind of like surrender. Well, yes. And then surrender. Be really, really ready for it. Uh Uh-huh. When it happens, you're not going to say, well, oh, my God, I'm, I have a brain tumor. I better go get an MRI or something because I just <laughs> saw something. <laughs> and I think that this is a big thing. I think this is something that many people, they'll, they'll tell me a lot of times when they're having a reading. I, I really want to do this. I haven't told my husband that I have these, these abilities or I haven't told my family or... Um, I don't really want anybody to know. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I can understand that too, because as much as I've grown up with you and had that be normal, that's not really like very socially acceptable in a lot of places. It's not like you're Christian and you're going to church on Sundays. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to set you apart. If you start to be seeing things, it's going to set you apart. And as you open up and you start to see things, it's going to startle you from time to time. Uh, Even from time to time now, sometimes things still startle me a little bit. Most of the time, I pretty much roll with anything. But when something comes zipping around and starts flying around me, uh, and it's something I've never seen before, sometimes it can be distracting or startling. So you need to be prepared for that. And the more fear you have, the more likely you are to shut it down. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, that's a big one. And one of the things that has helped me is I started to say to my angels and to myself, I'm willing to see things exactly the way they are and let go of that fear, let go of that the idea that you're going to be afraid 
the the way you deal with this when you're seeing something so that you're not afraid or less afraid is that when you see something you just whatever it is if you notice you're starting to breathe hard or you're ventilate hyperventilating or you're very nervous is to just kind of pull yourself together a little bit and just say isn't this interesting how does this feel does this feel dangerous does this feel like i have a problem here and does this or does this just feel okay it's mm-hmm. like one eyed thing came up to me i didn't feel i'm like wow this is like you know, like i said my first thing was no personal space but did it feel bad no it didn't feel bad it just felt like a weird thing that i'd never seen mm-hmm. and and then just kind of go from there and you'll get more used to seeing things and then you'll see more things because really in reality we are living in a kind of soup of many things there are many things in everybody's house I guarantee it there are many things in everybody's house some people have dozens and dozens of things in their house going back and forth uh-huh and that's why some people's houses kind of creep you out but everybody's filtered out the ability to see them do you think people used to see a lot more stuff like you know hundreds of years ago like i i actually do yes i do and then i think uh i think some of the really big organized religions kind of literally burned it out of a lot of people (laughs) you better not do that you better not be one of those people because we will burn you at the stake and and people had developed a lot of fear about the even the idea of seeing something and it became kind of pervasive in almost all cultures so if you see something you, that's bad and you're a bad person right and you're you're very possibly evil or whatever and that adds to the fear and some people actually have memory from past lives in their system from that and right you said still- you remembered quite a few past lives where you were burned at the stake or sacrificed for seeing things yeah yeah i I mean i i like sometimes i think come on guys get a new theme (laughs) (laughs) can't you think of anything to do on a saturday night besides this (laughs) but but it's just uh people's ignorance because they're afraid right so the fear fear is a big thing so another thing that's important, and it's something that here it gets in a kind of a tricky territory for a lot of people. You need to have some spiritual base. You need mm-hmm. to have some religion or some spiritual base that you feel 100% supported by. It doesn't have to be Christianity or Buddhism or islam or whatever but you need to have something Mm -hmm. and it has to be solid enough that if a demon walks in your living room and everything goes black you have something that you trust that's going to kind of sure you up and make you feel confident because if you do have something like that happen, that's not a good time to try to decide which religion you want to become. 
or what like if you believe in god or something like that like or right like who, who are you going to depend on to get you out of this kind of thing yes yes you don't want to be saying oh shit there's a demon in my house let me see am i a buddhist or am I, you know <laughs> what am i going to do now you need to have something solid now for me i have a couple very strong foundations which i work on i absolutely know that light is stronger than darkness and that i totally believe in the concept that the light comes from god angels divine light and that will conquer darkness and it works Mm -hmm. and that's my premise and i'm very strong with that and i have no problem with that and i've seen it work Mm -hmm. if something happens i have this very strong base i trust it i know it i've worked with it i'm solid there so it's not like we're saying you have to go out and pick a religion, but you just have to believe in some sort of higher power to get you out of those situations. Or some practice that when the worst happens and the scariest thing happens, you just don't completely freak out and jump in the car and go have a car wreck or something. You know, you need to have something really, really solid that that could help pull you together. And so you center and you, you stay calm and you say, I know just what to do in this situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, you said this is one of the things that most people overlook is not being very important. Yes, they overlook it or they, they say, well, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And then I say, well, what's your spiritual practice? Well, I don't really have one right now. And, and that's all okay. That's fine. Except that if you do get into a place where it and a lot of these people are doing healing work so what if you reach down and you put your hand on somebody and you're doing healing work and an entity wraps right around your arm and curls up to your shoulder what are you going to do these are real things that have happened to me and real things that can happen to anybody that's doing this kind of work or trying to open up and it's not a problem if you know what to do Mm -hmm. but if you have no clue and you freak out the more you freak out the more you're in their territory if you become dark and you're with something dark you lose your power like you just lose your your positivity and your ability to generate light yeah or you lose you know darkness attracts darkness and if you freak out and like oh my god i don't know what to do oh this is horrible i'm you know whatever then whatever this dark thing is is going to have power over you Mm -hmm. but if you you have a practice whatever your practice is that you're absolutely confident in then you know and it could be almost anything i suppose if you're really really confident i mean you might have some bells and some smudge and you're like, I know what to do. I'm going to ring these bells. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to smudge and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to center myself. And that could work if you, if you're solid in it. Mm-hmm. So I really- so you're saying more just to like practice something so that in a moment you're not in a state of panic. Right. Not just okay. practice it in a, in a like, like I can do 20 jumping jacks sort of way, but practice it in a way that this is a, 
my spiritual base that I absolutely trust uh -huh. and figure out why you trust it and, and, and be serious about it. Yeah. So then you have something to turn to. You have something to turn to just like Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on the phone sometimes, so I'm not always available. <laughs> I've had a few people call me. <laughs> but, but barring that, who are you going to call? <laughs> we'll need a second emergency hotline for you. <laughs> Definitely. So this is important. And this is one of the things that keeps people from opening up. These are things that you may not be thinking about consciously, but they still are issues. And, and they're still out there. Another thing that keeps you from having your power and using your power, using your healing ability, being able to see things, and it's a really big one, is preconceived ideas. Mm -hmm. I talked to somebody um, just yesterday and they, they said, oh, they were, they went to drink ayahuasca and literally said, literally said to me, I was all prepared to see angels and uh, bright lights and named a few things. Mm -hmm. So basically the person was saying they had preconceived what they were going to see. And did they see anything in the end? No. Okay. And, and the reason probably is partly because if you have this preconceived idea of what you're going to see, that's going to block you from seeing what is available to you. Is that just because now you're like, I've accepted to see angels and light and sparkly things and if that's not what's available to you at that time then you haven't allowed yourself to see the other things partly that and partly also because a preconception that you've spent time imagining is a thought form so what you've done is you've placed a thought form like it's like you've placed a green screen with a movie on it in front of what would be there if you hadn't done that thought form? Mm -hmm. So if you went into if you went into the ceremony with no thought, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Then there's no preconception, and whatever shows up shows up. But if you have this big thought form you've surrounded yourself with about I'm ready to see this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. then you can block that can block out what you would otherwise see okay and people do that all the time they will tell me i'm ready to see i'm now ready to see this and i'm all now i'm ready to see that and people often they have this whole thing laid out and all kind of in little boxes of what they're going to experience when they're going to experience and how they're going to experience it and that doesn't leave a lot of room for what's actually there Mm -hmm. And sometimes when things, when some things happen, they're really magical. It's completely the opposite energy of that. Like, well, I don't remember, know what to expect, but I'm open to the experience. Right, right. I, I mean, I was just thinking when I was in Brazil and we were all sitting drinking coffee and someone pulled out this book of 
native flowers and we started looking at these native flowers and we were laughing and talking and um, we're saying, wow, this is such a cool flower. Isn't this beautiful? And someone said, I love flowers. And we were like, we're just like that. And all of a sudden a plant diva pops up. <laughs> uh, that was not what anybody was expecting. You're right. And I saw it and another person saw it. And then, then and everybody got all excited. You're seeing a plant diva? Well, I want to see one. Wow, this is so cool. And everybody got excited and another one pops up. Yeah. So it's like you're not expecting it and you're just being centered and you know being joy and happiness and being open that's when things happen okay but if you were to sit there with a book and say i'm willing to see plant divas especially the ones with the little pink dresses or something like that you probably never see them because they probably none of them have that and it would block it right so the idea is to not Think about what you are anticipating you're going to experience. Just let that whole thought train go on down the tracks and forget about that. It's not useful. It's not going to help you out in any way. Nor is it going to prepare you in any way. So while we're opening ourselves up to see the unexpected, could that be, could you be like too open in like a negative sense? Not really, because if you're if you're putting yourself in a spiritual situation and you have a good spiritual base, um, like I believe my angels protect me. I know they protect me. Being open is not is not a harmful state to be in. Mm-hmm. Being negative is a harmful state to be in. Mm-hmm. Being paranoid is a harmful state to be in because thought. Thought attracts like thought. So if you're just being centered and in the now and generating love and light, then you have nothing to worry about. Okay. So that brings us to another situation that is is probably one of the major ones. Another major one is trying to stay in control. Uh huh. So many people that are have a lot of psychic ability are very sophisticated people with very sophisticated minds and very active minds. And they have complicated lives where they have a lot going on and maybe a lot of business going on. And they're the ones that are running all of that. Mm-hmm. So when they when they try to interface with their spiritual world, they want to do it in the same way. (laughs) I want my, my spiritual appointment to be between nine and 10 (laughs) AM. Well, a lot of them do that. I mean, I meditate every day at blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, that's when I, you know, am I, I'm available for my angels (laughs) these hours or whatever. And uh, everything's under control. And, they want to control their angels. They want to control what their angels will say to them or when they're going to say it or everything. They uh-huh. want to control what's in their dreams. They want to control if they go into a ceremony. Um, I've heard people say things like, I'm going to go into a ceremony, but I'm only going to be working on this and this. Uh-huh. Well, maybe your angels want you to work on something that has been blocking you for 300 years that you don't even know about. 
So I feel like a lot of ceremonies, when you go into them, the leader of the ceremony often asks you to set an intention for the ceremony. I've never had that. You've never had that? No. Yeah, I find that that's kind of the normal practice now in a lot of lead ceremonies is like going around in circle, like share if you have an intention set for this ceremony i don't know about ayahuasca but i know for other types of things is people go in with something that they want to work on well i've done 500 or well actually more than 500 more than 500 ayahuasca ceremonies and they pretty much just say stay in your place yeah <laughs> listen to the music <laughs> and be quiet or sing one or the other no nobody's interested in what your preconception is like let all that go i remember uh virginia as i've talked about in other podcasts just get out of your head stay in your heart That's uh-huh. i uh they don't in in brazil they don't encourage that kind of thing at all that would be in a way counterproductive i'm here to work on whatever Uh my car wreck that caused me to be depressed well maybe the car wreck that caused you to be depressed was from the death in a car wreck in another lifetime but you're not working on that you're working on the one you you've got the agenda for you're trying to stay in control Mm -hmm. you're better just to not you know like hey angels surprise me (laughs) I'll just be here. Yeah. If you're just there, you just don't know. I would have never thought of the idea that they would have put me in a ball of light for 11 hours. When was that? When I was in Brazil and I just did what Bashinia said. I just let it all go. And a little tornado of heat just started to move up my body. And then someone from the center of the ceremony immediately came over and grabbed my hand and brought me out of the center. And this lady, she said, then she put my head down on the, on on the altar for a minute. And then I stood up and someone came and they tapped my, this man came and he just tapped my heart real hard. And I went into a ball of white light. Mm. I was literally in this soft, was very, it felt very soft and warm and very comfortable beautiful light and I was very conscious I felt very very conscious and very serene and I thought wow I'm just completely in a ball of light this is so cool Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought it lasted two minutes and when I came out of it this guy came up to me and he said who are you (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I'm like and I remember thinking I'm a white girl from again. <laughs> and then uh, um, and they said, drink water. And I went back to my seat to my friend and I said, what happens next? And she said, we go home. You were out there for 11 hours. Right. <laughs> I imagine that wouldn't work if you're setting down to try to meditate before work or something and having that openness of the freedom of that kind of schedule. Well, perhaps not, but if you're never available, then how are you going to ever get anywhere? Right. Um, for many, many years, I just meditated at three in the morning because I knew then I had several hours available. 
Right. It depends on your commitment to what you're trying to achieve. But you do have to make yourself available at some point. I had a lady call me just uh, two days ago, and she said she had never meditated before. And then I was listening to you, so I started doing it. And she said, oh, my God, all of a sudden, this it felt like a felt like a snake moved up all my chakras and all my chakras lit up and now I'm like seeing lights and angels and I feel like I'm totally connected and I felt like this huge sparkling energy was around me and I was in total ecstasy for weeks and all I could do was laugh and cry and I know and she said now I'm telling everybody to meditate right well you you can't get there if you don't make yourself available so again that's staying in control yeah i mean it's pretty amazing that that person was able to do it once and then have such an incredible experience from it yeah and now she's definitely a believer now she's telling everybody on the planet to meditate that everybody crosses her path (laughs) but that can happen that's what i'm trying to get people to understand that's out there for you that's available for you Mm -hmm. if that's more important than watching netflix or playing video games or whatever to you then you can it's available Mm -hmm. but you do have to make some time for it and really it's not like making time for the practice of meditation but making time for your angels to connect with you yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation but meditation is a very good practice because it does require a kind of letting your mind go and just sitting still and not having much of an agenda Mm -hmm. which otherwise what are you going to be doing looking at your watch okay in 20 minutes and then my angels still aren't here (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i know that's kind of the mental focus a lot of people have when they sit down and meditate i want to do a 15 meditation before i start work i want to do a five meditation as i get up in the morning and do a lot of these shorter term meditations in between the things that they have going on in their day those are good because they will center you and they'll and they'll help you to to get used to moving a little bit into different states but in my experience especially when i was Starting, it took about 25 minutes for me to even move into a deep enough state that I could access an angelic being or something of that nature. Your mind will be kind of busy and will be kind of going. And then you just, it's like a, it is a movement. You move into a different dimension and you can feel the movement. You sort of drop down and then everything calms. It goes calm. And when you hit that, the calm, uh, serene place and and I often then will see violet light or purple light then you're in a place where you can access angelic beings or intuition or ancient memories or whatever you you know whatever whatever's there for you Mm -hmm. but I have never been able to do it in a five minute meditation I still couldn't do it in a five minute meditation but I'm not saying don't do your five minute meditation. If that's all you've got, got to give, then that's better than nothing. Yeah. But I would say that for a, a beginner, an average meditation, if you want results, should be 45 minutes. Yeah. 30, 45 minute meditations 
10 meditations of 45 minutes a month for three months, I think you would have results. Yeah. Significant results. That enough that you'd say, okay, now I know what meditation can do. You'd have a, you'd, you'd, you'd get more of a sense of it. And you might be surprised <clears throat> by impressive from your, from your angels or guides or, or suddenly be in a past life memory or many things could happen. Yeah. I'm looking up. Um, Cause the first thing I said, like, well, I don't have time for a 45 minute, minute meditation, but the recent data shows that the average person spends three hours and 15 minutes on their phone each day. Right. <laughs> and one in five users spend upwards of 4.5 average hours on average on their phones so <laughs> i hey, think that friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think once you once you get into those uh those statistics of like well how often we're scrolling through instagram or facebook or whatever you could see that you could make that time it's more about the willingness of doing something else other than your maybe comfortable habit if you haven't started doing a meditation practice yet well it's just all what you want and what you want in your life and what you say you want and well, i'm trying to respond to why people people say they you know they want their power they want uh, they want to see things and they're not seeing anything and they don't understand why and well that's this is a big part of it yeah well you can't get there if you're you know not making the time for it yeah, I mean, it's like you, you, you want to drive to New York, but you don't want to be in the car more than five minutes a day. Well, that you're not going to get there very fast. Yeah. The other thing that is, is um, a difficult one for a lot of people, and I've talked about this on another podcast, but is anger. If you have a lot of anger in your chakra system, or you have a lot of anger that you're conscious or unconscious of, deeply held and you don't feel angry but you're just depressed and occasionally you feel rage or you're a really angry person the angels will tend to hold your power back will tend to hold things back and there's a very practical reason for that if people that have a lot of spiritual power a lot of spiritual awareness they make powerful thought forms and these thought forms can materialize into things like healings or, or they can attract to them things that they want in their lifetime. But they can also, when they are angry, you can feel the energy of this thought form of anger literally come out of them. And it becomes a thought form, a, a, a very palatable thought form. And thought forms that are uh, generated in anger are generated towards someone. You're angry at your husband. You're angry at your even small child sometimes. You're angry at whoever, your boss. So when, you, when you're angry and you send that angry thought out, that thought form is a thing. And it's usually, I've seen these. They are usually a black thing. The ones I've seen look like um, like a giant, uh, about usually about a foot across, usually about an inch thick, and they look like 
a kind of cross between tar and black jello. Okay. And they're dark and they're and and that will fly right to that person and splat, hit them. And when it does hit them in the best case scenario, they'll usually feel agitated and kind of sick. They'll get a headache or they'll feel you know, I feel like crap all of a sudden. That kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And you did that. You know, you were angry and you did that. So the more powerful you are, the the more damage you can do with those kind of thought forms. So the angels will keep you from developing more and more power as long as you are will as long as you are determined to hold on to and be an angry person. So how do we let go of some of the anger that we have? Well, you just decide that you are not going to engage in that kind of activity. And you start to consciously, if you're feeling anger, you pull yourself back and realize this anger is never about you. Someone's angry. They're not. It's, it's something in their system. Mm-hmm. It's never about you because anger is never in the present moment. Mm-hmm. All anger is unfulfilled expectations. So if somebody's raging at you, you can look at them and go, what did this person expect from me? And what did I expect from them that neither of us are getting? Mm-hmm. That's what this is really all about. It's always what it's about. You're disappointed and you, you feel cheated because you have this expectation you cannot be angry is to not have expectations you don't expect that person to do or be something different than they're willing to do or be there's gonna be no angry anger generated between you Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the hardest things to conceptualize when you're dealing with someone else is that you do have to accept them exactly for who they are well you don't have to but it's useful well if you want that person in your life, they have to change and want to change on their own. So if you're expecting them to do something else other than who they are, you're going to have some unfulfilled expectations 90% of the time. You know, I've only met one person that I, I really, I really appreciated this about this person. He was somebody that was associated to the herb shop that I was associated to. And he, he totally, had no expectation about people and he would just he would just let any homeless person bring them home to his house and just say well come on you can come to my house I'll feed you I'll let you take a shower I'll help you find some clothes whatever and and he did it over and over again and sometimes uh people took his stuff and he did well that was just them yeah (laughs) and I'll do it and I'll still do it for the next guy and I had to really appreciate that this this person was really um he had no expectations and he was just really good hearted and it didn't all always work out really well for him. But even then he didn't get angry. Yeah. He was just being a good person and trying to be uh, kind to people that were down and out and uh, with, with no, no agenda, but that's really rare. Yeah. I mean, but, that's, a, that's a pretty amazing person to be able to do that over and over again. Mm-hmm. And just still be willing and open to helping others in that way when people are taking your stuff and 
taking advantage of that person's kindness. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, lots of people have had interactions and, and divorces and breakups and upsets that haven't worked out. And I see it in people's solar plexus chakras over and over again. And they are angry. And I'll, I'll say, when was this? And they'll say, oh, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 mm-hmm. years ago, 40 years ago. And they are still angry about it. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that holds them static and keep moving forward. Uh-huh. It's twofold thing. One thing, it keeps the angels keep you from letting you have the power. The other thing is anger is in the past. So you're pulling your energy from now into the past. And your ability to see, to heal, to be a healer is in the present moment. Yeah. Okay. So you're choosing to have an orientation of your consciousness someplace other than here. So you have to let that anger go first, is what you're saying. Yes, you have to consciously consciously say, I'm not going to waste any more of my life being angry about something that happened 10, 15, 20, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to move it out of my chakra system. I'm going to refuse to focus on it ever again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay in the now because that's where enlightenment happens. That's where seeing happens. That's where everything happens in the now love, enlightenment, creation, inspiration all happens in the now. I'm always telling people it's better having sex with someone who's in the room with you. (laughs) (laughs) they're away being mad at their boyfriend from 20 years ago it's not that great or their girlfriend (laughs) 20 years ago it's not that great you know you're trying to be with someone you go you i feel like you're never with me you're right they're not right (laughs) And, and and what benefit is there to that yeah but in a very real sense holding on to that anger keeps you from being enlightened so we've got anger trying to stay in control preconceived ideas no structural base and fear so that seems like a long long kind of list when you kind of put it that way of trying to solve maybe a few of those problems to open up your third eye to be open to you know seeing and experiencing things in the spiritual realm like how do we start to clear all of these things out? Well, it can kind of, a lot of it can kind of just been, can come under one thing. Uh-huh. Surrender, just surrender. Uh-huh. Let go of all of, all of that stuff. Just let go of all of it and just surrender. Every time I've done that, it's been when I've truly done that in a ceremony or in a meditation you know, sometimes I just go, stop thinking and just let go. Uh-huh. It's miraculous. Yeah. And you think after I realized that I would, the next time I would stop thinking, but sometimes I don't. 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like I had a meditation just the other day where I was like, I surrender, I surrender, control, 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 surrender. <laughs> but basically it comes down to that. If you you want to be spiritual, you trust in spirit, you trust in your angels, you, you have this idea that where you want to go, surrender and let it be just be present surrender and trust the process <laughs> but then when you do see things like blue lights streaking in your bedroom or something then don't immediately think that there's a power outage going on <laughs> there is a it, it's it's fun it's a fun read if you find some of his earlier books there was this uh, guy robert monroe who was kind of a you know very serious and a very conservative uh, businessman and started just suddenly going out of body. He didn't even know what an out of body experience was. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he did was go and have a whole bunch of tests. Do I have uh, cancer? Do I, am I having, you know, uh, uh, do I have a brain tumor? Uh, you know, he spent a fortune having medical tests <laughs> before he could accept that something spiritual was going on. And it, uh, and oftentimes that's the thing people right away, they discount what they're, they ask to see something, they see something, and then they're like, oh my God. What I'm the hell did I just really see? Sick. Yeah, I mean, because when you're not used to seeing things, I can imagine it's like really weird to, you're like, okay, well, what the hell was that? So what does that mean? Like, it's easy to think about it as being something else and because maybe you do have these preconceived ideas of what it should be. And the interesting thing is a lot of people get very hung up then. What does that mean? And that's something you may never find out what that means. You may find out and you may not. And, and some people have, uh, I've seen books of someone that drank ayahuasca one time and they've got it completely figured out and wrote this huge book about it, uh, which is to me just laughable. And I've seen, I've seen books written about somebody who saw one thing, you know, I saw two blue streaks, you know, and they're, they write a book about that, that this is some huge thing. And I mean, in my lifetime, I've seen almost every color streak you can imagine. And I, I don't know that it means anything. I think that it, a lot of times it's just streaks of light are created by angelic beings. Mm-hmm but you're going to see a lot of things. If you open up and your third eye gets active, you're going to see hundreds, if not thousands of things. And many of them are unexplained. If you think of the bar scene in a star Wars movie, and then you think if you could make that like 10 times weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was already a weird scene. <laughs> seriously i mean seriously i have I, star wars on on steroids huh? yeah star wars on steroids and then and 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 much more of it flying around that should give you an idea of what you might see but don't expect that but don't expect that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no expectations but don't be surprised <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, Marie did say I might see something like this. <laughs> I actually wonder when when I I went into this uh, kind of entity soup one time when there was all kinds of things like that. And I thought, 
I wonder if when they made Star Wars, it's because the artist or whatever had been here on the astral. And that's some of what they were depicting is where they got the artistic idea for some of that stuff. Because there was there were some similarities to some of the things I saw. But I, mean, I definitely wonder about that for a lot of artists or musicians. Yeah, they probably go to sleep at night and they they move around the astral and then they come out and they you know they they draw or uh, design things based on what they see and some of it like I, the these bar scene in Star Wars looks like what I saw in some of these entities on the astral. There was a lot of people playing music. Well, not so much the music part, but <laughs> the weird bodies and multiple arms and strange eyes and strange appendages and things like that. That was there was a lot of that around. Yeah, it it was strange. It was definitely strange, creepy, strange to me anyway. But you could expect all of that, and you could also possibly expect, uh, you know, very very beautiful places, which I've seen also, very very beautiful things and. Like the one time in Brazil when the Caboclo came to me and he took my hand and he took me out of body and he we astral traveled together across the valley and he said, stand in the bottom of this waterfall and then stretch my soul body to the top of the waterfall and the water was cascading over us. I would have never imagined that. Mm -hmm. And it was so amazing. And then he took my hand and flew me back and put me back in my body. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, I really like Brazil. <laughs> yeah, so here's a list of what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> really? So you never know. You never know. And try not to know. Yeah. Just be open. Just be open. Let go of your fear. Let go of your preconceived ideas. Surrender. Let go of your anger. And everything's going to be just fine. All right. Easy peasy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easier said than done, like most things you talk about, I think. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's like, not hard. Just release your lifetime yeah. of anger. <laughs> like most things I talk about can be done in an instant. Yeah. Just a choice. Someone does let go of all their preconceived ideas and see something fabulous. We'd love them to make the choice to call us or go online and, and tell us about it. Yes, please engage with us. We love hearing all of these stories that come in. And if you want to share, we would love to have you on and talk about your experience. Uh, there's a link in the podcast description. So let us know how it's going. Thank you very much. All right. Bye for now.